Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. This week on the Patreon exclusive episode of Guitar Nerds, we talk guitar shop stories. Some of the funniest things that customers have said to us, brought into the store, and various other hilarious anecdotes from our time working in guitar stores. We also talk about bedroom setups, and we wave goodbye to Matt Knight. If you want to hear this episode, go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. Check it out, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Hello. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. <laughs> Hi. Everyone's here. Um, this is, uh, yeah, quite an, a, a momentous occasion after a couple of weeks of things being in flux, not everyone being here. Um, really? And looking forward, there's uh, obviously this is Matt's last show for a little while. So what? N- nice to have you all here. So for those who don't know, Matt, you're off to Japan this week. Thursday morning, ah. I fly. I fly, and I land Friday morning. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be weird. I think I land at seven a.m. Japan time. So this is the last time we're ever going to see you. And I have to like find my way across the country. So it should be fun. I mean, all the signs are in English, so yeah, don't worry about <laughs> they it. They are in Tokyo. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, when you get outside, definitely, definitely not. Um, so, and you're not back till what mid December, something like 17th that. Seventeenth of December, Sunday, the seventeenth of December is my return date. Blimey, blimey! So, how are you? Um, how are you feeling about it? I don't. We talked about it briefly, I, but I have literally not thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it didn't really hit me until last week when uh, all of our Japanese uh, colleagues left, and they said see you next week and I went oh yeah hadn't really thought about it and then I was like oh that's only a week and then when I left the site today and then I was like I really should pack my bag and then it sort of I probably won't hit me until I'm sitting in the airport going wow I'm gonna go and live in another country for three months I'm excited I'm I am generally excited I'm I am also very nervous um because it is like we were literally were just saying you know like Tokyo like everything is quite touristy in one way and there's a lot of kind of uh, western influence and a lot of english um but as soon as you kind of venture outside of that um there's not a lot of it and in hamamatsu city i will probably be one of the only western people in a city of one million which will be very very odd <laughs> it's from what i remember is there's a little bit more kind of a businessy culture in hamamatsu is that right Hamamatsu is the musical city um, of Japan because uh, Yamaha are there, um, Roland are there, and Kwaihi are there, or Kwaihi, who are the other piano manufacturer. But then also Honda are there as well. Um, So there's a lot of big manufacturers, but it is primarily known as the musical city and the number one place for gyoza in Japan. Oh, that sounds like the dream. (laughs) The best food on the planet. They in were talking the best um, country on the planet. They were they were asking me what sort of stuff I want to try uh, in Japan. And I was like, well, you know, I kind of, you know, I guess a bit of everything. I'm, you know, I'm not a massive fan of raw fish, but you know, I'll, I'll probably, you know, I'll eat a bit more raw fish. And they were like, oh, well, you can. One guy was like, oh, I'll take you out. He's he's like the food. He's the main food guy. And I was like, oh, great. You know, what? Where should we go? And went, oh, I'll take you for my favourite raw horse liver. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, wow, that sounds. You've got to Absolutely do it. You've got to do that's it. That's quite a uh, yeah. That's quite a difference to the um, 
the egg and chips that you get from the uh, the chippy around the corner from your house every night. Isn't <laughs> yeah. it? You've got to do it, yeah. Matty. Just I want to hear about the weirdest things that you've eaten. Obviously, you need to do natto because we've talked oh, about I've it I've already before. done that. I'm not eating that again. Yeah, well, no. not, even, not even for the Patreon. Okay, fine. Um, have you done the salted plum? I can't remember whether uh, you've done that or not. No, I don't think I did eat the salted plum. The salted fermented plum. That's always a good one. Is um, it he did, uh, suspended he, he, in uh, some perfume in an upturned... Man's bowler hat. Bowler hat. Uh, no, it? it's uh, it is not. No. Oh, okay. I'm um, sure that would probably actually be more flavoursome. That's I uh, want. So for um for those people who haven't uh, been listening over the the last few weeks, Matt's planning on doing a uh, Patreon exclusive uh, Japanese diary, basically in and, Japanese. Yes, yeah, in Japanese. No, Matt's oh, yeah, experience I'm, I'm learning in Japan. Japanese. Are you actually learning any Japanese? I am actually going to start learning Japanese. Yeah. Good. Um, so it's part of my big goal for next year, but um, also I think this three months should help me kickstart some uh, some Japanese as well. So, well, basically, as part of the podcast, I want to hear every week when you or if if you're going to do one every week, it might end up being once every couple of weeks or whatever. I want a, a rundown of the weirdest things that you've eaten every week because that is a key part, I think, of the uh, the British thriller abroad. You need to uh, yeah. include your your food. Yeah. So I think it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of that. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of like lonesome time <laughs> because I'm not Excuse going to me. know that many Pardon? people out there. <laughs> well, you don't need to tell us about that stuff, Matt. That's fine. No. I was talking to my American <laughs> counterpart and he was just like, prepare to be really alone sometimes. And I was like, oh. So that's why I hope I get to take my guitar. Well, uh, you've got, you've got because... the trusting, uh, loyal guitar nerds audience to speak to. You can yeah, drop that's a- true. Get well, a bit lonely. I'll speak to you guys as yeah. well because um, we'll be still podcasting. No, no sorry, we can sorry, only. Uh, yeah, we uh, only we only actually talk to people in our own continent, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You'll be removed from the WhatsApp group as soon as your flight takes yeah. off. You're yeah, gone. But by, by WhatsApp will automatically delete me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I fly fly Thursday, land Friday. There's a party for me Friday evening, and oh. then start my my working career in Japan for three months. That's exciting. The yeah, part, the party that great. the party that happened when I went to Japan because it, it seems to be a thing. Like obviously, if you've got guests over, you know, you do a party on the first night. Um, and that's my experience, and it sounds like that's what you're going to have, Matt. Um, someone, a dude, threw up on the floor within about an hour, and everyone just sort of like just went, "Oh, he always does that," and then just mopped him up, put him on the sofa, let him sleep for the rest of the evening, and then I never saw him again. Oh, the uh, the Joe Branton. The, of it the was the group. Joe Branton. Wait, he wait, wait, he yeah. did actually wear a little beanie hat as well that was too small for <laughs> I his head. Did he then wake up at about two o'clock in the morning when everybody else had he, gone to I sleep? I think he actually did, yeah, and then <laughs> snuck out basically. Yeah. No, not start, just started again. <laughs> oh yeah, just kept going. Um, yeah, it was uh, you know good times, Matt. That all sounds um, like it's going to be really good. I think we're going to miss you a lot from the regular weekly pods, but I look forward to hearing the the kind of tour diary, as it were. Yeah, the Japan cast. Yeah, I really want to hear. So I want to know about the weirdest things you've eaten, guitar stuff that you've seen. Have you had the chance to go into any arcades because they're pretty cool? Uh, just the sort of general ambiance of your uh, of your life while you're out there. Yeah, I will do that. And I'm also planning some trips to Tokyo. So definitely for some guitar shopping in Tokyo, which is definitely the best place to ever go if you want to buy a guitar, I think. Yeah. From my experience last year. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, I don't want to bang on too much about the boss event because obviously we talked about that the last two weeks at least, maybe even three weeks. But was it a success, Matt? It was. We had nearly 3,000 people through the door, 450 people through for workshops. Um, We did one of the, or we had one of the busiest gigs I've ever done uh, on the Saturday night for This Will Destroy You, which Joe Branton also played. That's Um, Joe. You were great. Yeah, cheers, cheers, Joe, for not coming. Joe, Joe was very good. He still had, I think he had about 200 people. I thought you were going to say 200 pints. (laughs) 200 pints. I think he did. I mean, I had at least 200 pints on Friday night Um, and maybe Saturday night. I had, in fact, no, I technically did because we bought 200 beer tokens on Saturday night. So I technically at one point had 200 pints. Nice. It's not all poured at the same time. Uh, yeah, it was all um, from our end. It was all good, you know. Again, we talked about this last week when you weren't here, but you know, looking around the exhibition and stuff was um, was wicked. So it was I- really good. I went to the I went to the the workshops on the Saturday when Matt had Katie Tunstall over to talk about like looping and stuff. Yep, 
and Rabia did a did a masterclass, and uh, that pedal show did a live show. So it was all kicking off. It was. Uh, I'd have liked to have seen the Kate Unstall thing because it's it's really interesting how because she she kind of started it all yeah with Loop, that looping with, with looping with that one performance on uh, Jules Holland was it Jules Holland yeah and yeah. it's it's so easy to forget I mean that was what ten two thousand four yeah wow thirteen years ago and it's it's come so far and I'd, I'd be int- did she talk about her um, thoughts on you know where it was then and what it is now um not not so much it, more sort of on how she kind of achieved that and how she went about because because of course it wasn't a looper yeah that she did that it was with. an akai head rush wasn't it an akai head rush yeah. which is just a, yeah. a 16 second delay um but yeah she, she spoke a bit about that but actually sort of kept it quite sort of light on sort of the gear side of things it was more about like songwriting and and how she incorporated looping into sort of songwriting it was cool it was really informative and she played a couple of songs played a new song off of a new record which no one was allowed to film or record for which was really good so yeah it was pretty that was pretty rad really nice to see that pedal show live as well that was cool to see them sort of going through because they filmed it all there their all their camera crew there to yeah film. It, oh, but it gave was... me um a lot of ideas for how when we finally get round to doing guitar nerds live and how um how we could do it and um how good it could be i think sell, out, sell out the house of vans basically yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah no yeah. bigger mate bigger bigger wembley yeah. stadium brought up oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah let's do that do. wembley yeah um, well i'm obviously we all know how kind of stressed you've been matty and obviously you didn't make the podcast last week because you there was so much going on so i'm really glad that it's all gone very well basically thanks very much did, yes. How many podcasts did I actually miss? It feels like it's been Two. like a month since. We yeah, missed. I think it was. I think it was a couple. But maybe you were on one in the middle, but then missed like maybe you missed last week and then two more before that. But there was one in the middle. I can't actually remember. But um, yeah, it's good to have you back for a fleeting visit to the uh, the podcast. Yeah, and then we just have to work out when I'll pod, pod again. Yes, indeed, and, uh... indeed. Um, what's everyone else been up to? Joe Branson, apart from uh, going to the boss stuff, it was, it was, that, that that was it. That was. That, that was what I did. I went to the boss thing. It's been one week in between. That weekend, I went to the boss thing. But Katie Tunstall left really early, leaving her entire rider, and Matt had given me backstage access. <laughs> so. It feel, sort of feels like every week when we talk about what we've been up to this week, there is a booze story involved yeah. in some way. Sunday was an absolute write-off. Brand toxicated. I got completely hammered with uh, with Rabir and, Hammer on, uh, and Hannah, his girlfriend, on Saturday night. And yeah, Sunday was... Sunday was a late start. Third wheeling. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Well, you guys started having a WhatsApp chat that was going off on my phone around like midday, and that yeah. that was like a normal time your, for for humans to be up. Do not disturb. Why yeah. don't you put your phone on silent? But, oh yeah, to ask drunk me why I didn't put my phone my on. My phone, silent. my phone is always on silent. Yeah, no. Mine is always on silent because well. I just don't I know that you might text. So yeah, I just don't ever want to talk to anyone. Yeah, no. indeed. Um, talking about that, so we've had a few things come up um, in the Facebook group, and I just kind of want to address this before we delve into the main body of the pod. Um, about things that we've got coming up and things that we've kind of promised um, things like you know fun for a ton mod mode for example gear of yesteryear uh, Branton's Ranton series 2 and some kind of other stuff that's happening around Patreon and YouTube and stuff so what I like to do with this podcast is be as kind of transparent as possible you know we always talk about like things we've got coming up or things you know things that have kind of been happening in our personal lives and stuff like that as well um and we've talked about doing these series you know we talked about mob mode and we actually shot a youtube video we talked about fun for a ton um quite a lot actually and kind of plans for it and the thing about the podcast is it's really really easy for us to go i've got this great idea right we're doing this thing fun for a ton we get 100 pounds each then we've got to make it now the, the actual reality of filming fun for a ton is far more complicated than you could possibly imagine mainly because obviously you know we've got limited time matt is doing a lot of stuff with boss jay's flying all around the world with vendor um joe is drunk most of the time and you know i've obviously got a couple of kitten children that need to take up a lot of my time at the moment um and what that means is that a simple idea that we shout about on the podcast and say yeah this is coming don't worry about it um actually in reality 
some of these things might might not happen for a little while. So I just wanted to kind of follow up on where we are with that. One of the easiest things uh, to do, mainly because I just ply him with booze and get him a bit angry, is Branton's Ranton. So I think Series 2, we're going to try and film... Next week. Next week. Yeah. Or in, at least in the next couple of weeks, because you're going to Germany, which we oh, can talk I about should, in a minute. Should, oh, we speak we'll about talk that. about that in a minute. So... Um, there will be Branton's Ranton Series 2 recorded in the next couple of weeks. That's going to be kind of Patreon uh, exclusive. Uh, we'll probably drop, like we did last time, one episode in the free feed. Yes. Uh, and then a load of stuff. Yeah, or the drop, next. The, drop the John Mayer episode in the, in the Maybe we'll do that. That'll be one of the angriest, I think. I tell you what, that got a lot of people talking on the, uh, <laughs> on the Facebook group, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then the rest of that will be in the Patreon. I really, really want to do some form, uh, like the first series of gear of yesteryear before the end of the year it's something to do while Matty's away because he's obviously going to be doing his Japanese um, tour diary which will go on Patreon and then us three can get together and do a bit of gear of yesteryear Um, we've got some mags here that we want to kind of look through doesn't necessarily need all of us it'd be cool if you were here Matty but I think we should kick it off this year and then next year we'll do even more we've got a lot of stuff to talk about with that so that'll be cool Obviously, in the main pod coming up, we've got loads of guest hosts. Um, we're working on who we can sub in Matty for each week. Um, but one of the other things that we've kind of discussed is I think the interviews that we do that have previously been Patreon exclusive, we're going to start putting some more of those into the main feed because some of that stuff is interesting. That content's getting kind of buried. There's still going to be a lot of Patreon exclusive stuff, but I think more the series stuff, Branton's Rant On, Gear of Yesteryear, Matt's Tour Diaries are going to go on Patreon. And then we're going to try and work some of the interview stuff into the main feed. So just want to, again, be a bit transparent about that. I think I think a lot of it just came from the fact that there was a lot of changes that happened in our personal lives. Totally. Over a really short period of time. You know, I started my new job. Matt's gig really ramped up really quickly. You got some cats. Well, and I bought a house in yeah. that. Well, which has yeah, been taking up a fair amount of time, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, I suppose the house thing. I discovered how cheap medical alcohol is. Exactly. Yeah, Joe's, Joe's <laughs> buying rubbing alcohol to neck every <laughs> night. Um, and uh, yeah, so things like Mod Mode and Fun for a Ton have been kind of put on the backbone a little bit. Obviously, we shot one episode of Mod Mode. Um, I think we're going to go and kind of do that again because we're probably not going to be able to recreate the setup that we had last time. So let's do that again. That'll probably form part of a Guitar Nerd show, which is the regular show on YouTube now, along with the list videos. We've got some good stuff coming up on that, actually. We have, yeah, yeah. So list videos at the moment, we're working our way through weirdest guitars of the 70s. We've done 60s, 70s. I'm going to do 80s, 90s, 2000s. Um, We've got some good stuff coming up on Guitar Nerd Show. Uh, What have you got? You've got some stuff on weird distortion pedals. Yeah, we're doing doing like the weirdest delays. It's all based on like sort of boutique. It's a series that's based on sort of oddball boutique pedal brands. And we're doing like the three weirdest delays we could find, the three most unusual drives and like uh and i think there's the three uh or four i think it's uh best make goodera pedals so yeah it'll be cool yep cool and one last thing really highlighting that uh search engine optimization yeah, by, by u- using a term that we made up yeah yeah you're <laughs> yeah. really really working the seo <laughs> thanks man um one other thing i still really want to do this call and show idea and what's good about it is that probably a couple of us can drive it, it doesn't need all of us here what it will need is some interaction from your side, dear listener, in that um, you will need to download some software, Discord. What I'm going to do is put together a kind of full instruction sheet for if you want to take part, this is how you do it. And I'll put that up on the Facebook group um, because I want to do it. I think what we'll be doing is basically hosting a like mini podcast and occasionally we'll take callers, you know, ask a question, ask us something, chat for a couple minutes, and then we'll drop you out and bring someone else on and... It will be an experiment to begin with, but I think it could be quite cool, like yeah. a live talk show about guitars. I think it might be something that we can have some fun with. I mm. think that would be, um, be good. So um, I realise that we're nearly 20 minutes into this podcast and we've not talked about any news yet, but I wanted to catch everyone up on where we're at. Obviously, there's some changes coming up with Matty being away, us coming up to Christmas, um, and yeah, I just wanted to... Um, and obviously people asking about things like Mod Mode and Fun for a Ton... They are obviously still things that we want to work on, but it's not going to happen this side of Christmas now. There's more uh, more pressing issues 
um, to uh, to deal with. But still, lots of content coming. Things that are pre- perhaps not quite so video intensive. Lots of good podcast stuff and uh, guitar nerd shows and the uh, list videos still all coming to guitar nerds. So there we go. Little uh, little catch up. Shall we dive headfirst into some news? Big news coming from the Victory Amplification Camp this week. Matt Knight, do you want to um, catch us up on the Richie Cotson signature models? Yes, I was super excited to see this actually because I was a big fan of the RK50 when it came out in the Cornford range and basically now the RK50 exists in the Victory range. So Martin Kidd, the lead designer for Cornford, obviously now the lead designer for Victory Amplification, has rekindled his friendship, I suppose, with uh, Richie Cotson and designed what I think is a sounds like absolutely amazing amp. And I spoke to Rabir about it briefly on Saturday. And I was like, please, can you sort us out one for guitar nerds, for demos? And he said, that is something I can make happen. So hopefully in the new year, we'll be able to do some video demos as well. But spec wise, I think it's absolutely incredible. So you're looking at um, basically a 50 watt uh, all valve head with a low gain mode of nine watts, single volume, single tone control, single master with a foot switchable preamp boost. And then you've also got reverb, tremolo, um, and basically, yeah, like a, ma- a mass volume. So you've basically got on foot switch, boost, uh, reverb, and trem, and it's digital reverb in the head, spring reverb in the combo, um, and dual 6L6 valves, but you can swap those out for EL34s. So same kind of um, ideas that you get with all the other Victory amps as well. But just it just sounds great. I mean, Rabir was saying that basically on the gain control, everything from zero to twelve is basically like Fender Deluxe clean, and then everything from twelve o'clock onwards is like high gain Marshall Plexi, which is basically Richie Cotson's two sounds effectively. Cool. Uh, seems like so a it big, sounds like a, I was going to say it seems like a kind of big get for Victory to get Richie Cotson on board to um, to do this. Yeah, and I mean, even though I'm not maybe necessarily the biggest fan of like his music i am a fan as him as a player and all the products he's ever bought out have been, have been really good i mean the strat especially the richie cotson strat despite it's kind of maybe <laughs> not a look that i would go for like a flame top on a strat is one of the nicest feeling strats i think you can buy um and it's got a super chunky neck on it and i just think that he knows when something is really good and he obviously wants it to be kind of perfect for him so i'm pretty confident it's going to be an amazing sounding amp as well and they've taken the reverb and trem off the v40 deluxe and then paired it with a slightly more high gain um sort of preamp circuit so i mean it seems like considering the comp the head i think is going to be 999 sounds like a crazy amp for the money yeah yeah they're um you know when a lot of companies have kind of moved away from those little lunchbox heads victory have really mm. kind of doubled down on it haven't they um yeah and it doesn't look that small you know it's not like tiny terra size but it's not huge um no. and it seems like you're getting a lot of features for the money and obviously like you say the association with richie cotson um kind of makes this quite a interesting package yeah potential i was gonna say potential we need to listen to this for maybe like year of the year considerations oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely one of the most interesting apps to come out this year yeah, int- well, I asked if I could if he would send one to Japan. I was like, "Can you send one to Japan?" He's like, "Maybe." <laughs> I was like, "That'd be pretty good," because um, I'm quite interested to hear the tone control because the tone control is, is purely just for the top end. Okay. Um, so if you want to tighten up the overall sound, there's a speaker dampening switch on the back that basically curbs some sort of low end resonance. But the the tone control is all about top end. It sounds cool. It sounds like a real unique way of um, approaching things. Um, Just a quick question, Matt. It's slightly off topic. When you say you want an amp delivered, what? Where are you staying in Japan? I have my own apartment. Okay, cool. That's good. I thought they were going to put you up in like a little pod hotel or something, and you just like no, no, no. I have my own apartment. Nice. So uh, in downtown Hamamatsu, where all the action is apparently okay good to know good to know um joe branton yes one of your favorite artists in the world yes has released some brand new limited edition guitars this week do you want to tell us about it yes he's he's died of excitement yeah this, this is absolutely 100 percent. this is 
Gear of Are you going to say Gear of the Year? Yeah, it can't gear be Gear of the Year. year. It's it obviously be. Gear new, of the Year. New colours cannot be yeah, Gear of the what Year. What are you talking about? The Gibson Les Paul 2016 won Gear of the Year in 2016. Yeah, because it was a new guitar. But, it was a Les Paul. This is a new guitar. No, this it's is not. A new, yes, it's it is. It's a new colours. No, it's not a new colour. Ah, that's where you're wrong. Ah. <laughs> that's, yeah, for people listening at home, you won't have seen Joe Go. pointing at us I'm going, when he was ah. with his tongue out. <laughs> Like he's in the playground. <laughs> this is new because it's it's a different construction. Tell us anyway. what it is. Okay, so the uh, what I'm talking about is the new Richie Mu- Cotson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the new Music Man St. Vincent Mass Education Limited Edition Signature Guitar. So the uh, the St. Vincent guitar, which we've uh, we've spoken about loads on the podcast. It's a you know massively important guitar and, and a super cool instrument. Uh, obviously, came out two years ago. Then last year, Music Man released a sterling version of it um, to make it more affordable because, of course, it was like £2,200 when, it, when yep. it came out. They released like an £800 sterling version. At the start of this year, they released some new colours, uh, including their Stealth Black, which was very, very fetching. But yeah, they had like four new colours in the range, and they were great. Music Man, again, so they were uh, around the sort of £2,200, £2,500 mark. But um, because... Uh, St Vincent has her new album coming out, Mass Education. Um, they have released four new colours, but it's a different construction for the first time. That's not what the album's called. It's what? called Mass Eduction. Oh, yeah. Isn't it Mass Seduction? Yeah, it's oh, Mass yeah, Seduction. It mass I was seduction. reading that thinking, that's not called Mass Education at all. Oh, yeah, it's because no, I was just, just yeah. reading it off of here. Ooh. Mass Seduction. I think I've called it Mass Education I in think you the, have as well. In the, in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the gag right up. <laughs> oh, I better change that before it launches tomorrow. Yeah, right, that's cool. Thanks. Good. Thanks, guys. Uh, anyway, um, so so oh, you're just thinking you've got a lot more writing there. to do now. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Have you, did you like base the entire <laughs> write up about going back to school or yeah, something yeah. like that? Saint Vincent's <laughs> taking us back to school with our brand new range of signature models. Um, no, I was just thinking. I was like, oh, I hope I can change like scheduled sponsored campaigns on like <laughs> Facebook you've put loads of adword money blog. into mass yeah, education I am, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am yes. so bad at yes, my job yes dear listener Joe Branton cannot read <laughs> no I just I speed read everything because you know I'm always busy because anyway I'm doing speed yes anyway um, anyway so these four new colours new construction um, and super, super limited edition. So only three available in each colour worldwide. And Music Man have gone to the trouble of listing on their website. You can see what shops and what areas. So, you know, so potentially there can be some that might not appear, you know, this side of the world. Like, you know, it is. I wonder different. why you're saying that, Joe Branson. <laughs> Well, let me get to it first. Okay, so the guitars that come out—they are the the finishes are absolutely cracking. So we've got um, we've got one available in the uh, in the the blue, the same blue that she had her original model made in, but now with a matching headstock. There is a neon pink. That's the best one, which I think is matte as well. The neon pink. It's not the best one. Matte um, night. There is there is also like a. Um, I don't know what they call this colour because it's like a lime. It's neon yellow. It literally says there on the page. Does it? It's As you prove, you can't read. It looks limey. It looks limey to me. But uh, and and the best one is they've got an they've done an orange with a leopard print scratch plate. That's probably the worst looking one. Control knobs and five way selector. In, in leopard print which is incredible probably the worst looking one I reckon oh, stop which, which one's Gat got uh, yes of, okay so this one is the best one it's more expensive than the others and yes my shop have got the only one that's not going to be in the States this is never going to it's never going to land because this is going to sell before you know when we this, go live with it tomorrow it's going to sell I'm, immediately are they going to sell is it going to sell immediately or will I be able to get a pink one because okay. I am seriously inquiring about getting a pink so, one well you sh- we, sh- we should get the pink one but the, the pink one the only one that's is not in, France. in America is in France um, oh there's yeah. also one in Japan and uh-huh. I have also made contact with the Japanese store and the French store about trying to put a deposit <laughs> you're down. unbelievable yeah I've, I've already already been contacted by a few people about the orange one um, who wants to buy it? Anyway, so the the new deal is uh, it's now the the body's African mahogany, and she's moved away from the rosewood neck and 
board as well for, okay. for the first time. Uh, you know, or maybe CITES related, I don't know. But um, but now we're, we're going for a, uh, a maple neck and an ebony board. Um, and also the, the neck and headstock are lacquered in the same finish is the body now so, so it's, a, it's a matching headstock basically yeah exactly so it looks oh wait is the back of the neck painted as well back of the neck as well yeah. okay um, right gotcha yeah, so wow that neon pink with the neck the one that yeah. i find a bit weird is the blue one because it just looks exactly the same i mean obviously under no, the hood it's, it you know. is a slightly different color yeah, oh is it it's okay. a slightly brighter blue it's electric blue but it's got a matching headstock where the other the her normal blue is like more of a sparkle blue yeah yes. yeah yeah but but anyway yeah. these these are absolutely incredible looking they're around 2700 quid um, that's sort of the gist of uh, of the price of them but yeah i mean the orange one especially is absolutely incredible. it's annoying because if the orange one didn't have the leopard what? I, how I, can I'd you go... not like the leopard print what is because wrong I had, with I you had a, i had a leopard print strap when i was a kid and then i was like why did i buy that that's such a stupid decision that's <laughs> oh, uh, tainted all your leopard print purchases yeah, from now on but it's, it's one of those things it's like i just want one of these guitars because i want the saint vincent and uh she is like one of my recent sort of like musical heroes i'm like this would be such a cool guitar to own and i'm like i'd own any of those colors I wouldn't own the orange one because I don't want the leopard print on it. I, I absolutely love the leopard print. I think it looks incredible. But the whole range I, look absolutely the amazing. The pink one looks amazing. Yeah. But neon, matte neon pink is just like, that guitar is basically made for me. They neon. might as well have called it Matt Knight neon pink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, the orange one with the leopard print does look like uh, something out of Changing Rooms circa 1996. I, wait, look, I swear you guys just are aware that it's the one I've bought, so you thought you'd slag it off on the podcast. Great. Cheers, no, it looks everyone. fine. It looks fine. The pink um, one's the best one. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But yeah, if I can get a pink one... I don't even. Know, I don't even. I can't really even afford it, so I don't even know why I'm inquiring. But I'm just like, there's some way I could just make it work. I'm sure you can, Matty. Sell my sure, liver. You, sure you can. Anyway, definitely, definitely gear of the year, 100. percent Well, and I mean, guitar. I'm not sure we can add that to gear of the year. Why not? It's a new guitar. Mm, we that, give it an honourable mention. I reckon Matt, it's an honourable. Furious. Um, tell you what, something that you're not furious about. Dan what? Electro have released a brand new range of pedals. <laughs> it's not um, a range. It is a it's range. It's not a range. It's a new, okay, it's a new brand. It's a new brand. Right, so do you want to tell us about this? You've got all the so, details. So Dan Electro have have announced their new company, Billionaire, or maybe Billionaire Tone. We're not sure because the website is Billionaire Tone because obviously they can get. I'm pretty sure they can get Billionaire.com. <laughs> yeah, no, <it's>, uh, <laughs> but they did get Billionaire Tone.com, and the the company is Billionaire by Dan Electro. 
Um, and yeah, so they have they have released a a complete range of um, of pedals uh, of effects that they feel best sort of summarise the uh, the name brand billionaire. So it's four pedals, right? That's right. Yeah. So uh, so they they're doing the Pride of Texas, uh, which is like a, a blues driver, um, the Big Spender spinning speaker. Um, which is self-evident, the billion-dollar boost, the filthy rich tremolo, and the battery billion. What the? What is that's the power supply. Oh, that's just the power supply. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's what they're doing in the range. So and and what I love most about this is is. <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking. These are like Trump pedals. I love it. I absolutely love <laughs> they've, it. They've gone for like their 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 photo for the website. Their imagery for it is like a private jet with yep. its door open. Yes, and then it you realise that that's where they're trying to make the pedals look like like a p- private jet. So they're sort of rounded and white plastic. I'm with, into it with like different coloured control. The, the best bit is the is the LED, which is a purple B. Yeah, for billionaire. I know. It's, it's just what well, I, I can't think of anything that doesn't summarize premium more than a white plastic pedal with a purple B for an LED. What they've the gone thing is, I was going to say, what, I, what, Matt, what they've gone for is like you know, like that kind of. Um, it's the Mad Men look, isn't it? It's like expensive fifties look. You know, they've gone for like Baker like plastic style look to it. Um, yeah. It's tongue in cheek, though, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's, it's they're very self aware. They're obviously, yeah. you know, they they have they've they sit at home and they look at comments on the internet of people saying, "Oh, Dan Electro is just cheap crap," I and mean, they've said, "All right then, yeah, okay, uh, have it, a load of this." I mean, all, all their pedals Reddit. are around eighty dollars, and I especially <laughs> love the write up of the uh, of the big spender spinning speaker, um, which starts with best ever spinning speaker tones. And finishes with even if you've never liked spinning speaker effects, you'll love this. No, it ends with mesmerising. Um, Matt, do you, you, Matt s- do you think these are just the um, food series reboxed? That's exactly, what I was going to say the tremolo is the exact same control set as the uh, the tuna melt. The spinning speaker is slight. Actually, the spinning speaker is slightly different. But I'm looking at the tremolo going. Is that the same thing? And then they've also said the boost is, which one is it? Reissue of a rare 1980s hidden gem. Which one? I don't know. Probably one of the other Dan Electro pedals. You know, <laughs> one of our ones from back in the 80s. It was a hidden gem. Did Didn't they do know? pedals in the 80s? No. Um, I don't know what pedal they're, they're talking about. Well, that's um, why it's a hidden gem. Yeah, yeah, totally. Hidden gem. The tremolo yeah, is $50. but the whole $50. point is you're like... You st- it can still be a hidden gem everyone knows what it is and, oh yeah it's, like, it's a hidden gem well what a hidden gem I was like mm. just, you know, have yeah. you seen about have you seen about the the power supply yeah so let's talk about the power so supply the, the power pedal, supply the pedals are what they are you know they're clearly but either based on or direct copies you know, descendants of, of the food of the series. series the power supply is very strange so the power supply has got four nine volt outputs I love yeah? the bevel Which, design on the top you think okay that kind of makes sense. It's a power bank. Four outputs. There's four pedals. You know, it's not particularly useful. But yeah, I, I understand it. Okay, cool. But there's no... You look at it. There's no plug... There's no power in, as far as I can oh, see. It must be on the back somewhere. Well, because what it what it actually is, is it's just... it's a You put batteries in there. Yeah. It, it holds it say, yeah. four nine-volt batteries. <laughs> I didn't realise that. And then each nine... Because the pe- I guess the pedals are too... I guess the pedals are too small to fit a battery That's in there. Exactly That's exactly what it is. What the, what the write-up here says is um, DC supplies and alkaline batteries eat your tone. So they want you to run these off of, bat- off of batteries, but the pedals are too small to fit the batteries in. So they've made something where you can put individual batteries... Yes. ...and then power the pedals off of those independently. It's... It's I am bonkers. I but there are quite a few guitarists out there, like session guys, that are using oh, exactly totally, the same completely, yeah. completely. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not denying that. What I think is completely bonkers is the fact that this is just you're paying fifty bucks for something to hold your batteries because the pedals yeah, the, don't but fit. But the idea yet. is that you never ever need a power supply. You never. It doesn't matter where you travel in the world. You can just have this with four nine volt batteries, and then. But sure, but. Uh, 
you know that makes sense on something like the Volto but, where but, you can plug it in and charge it up this is literally you're just buying batteries to put into this box yeah but yeah. some people like their yeah, pedals yeah. powered off batteries rather than yeah, yeah, a 9 but, volt but, but most pedals you can put a battery in <laughs> these pedals have been poorly designed uh, yeah, enough but then to... the problem with that is if it runs out in a gig you can't change it quickly if, the, if these I'm run, actually if really these run out of I think this is quite, I think this is really good actually because I, I, I actually saw a guitarist play with a similar thing and I was like actually that's kind of cool if, and you get less noise because you don't get any electrical interference from the plugs and well. it comes with it, it comes with it comes with the four Dan Electro 9 volt vintage batteries oh yeah the classic yeah yeah I, <laughs> and I also don't understand that they, so they're saying they're vintage style batteries they're so they're not they've got a wrap on them that makes them look but, like, they're, but they're not they're saying that alkaline batteries eat your tone. So what are the, what batteries are they? They oh. won't be lithium-ion. No, no, no. The, uh, what are they, lead? Uh, yeah, it's an old-style 9-volt battery. I don't actually know what that no. is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just uh, the marketing is genius, and clearly someone Absolutely there is brilliant. like, yeah, look, we're, we're taking the piss. They're you know? definitely using this as just a, a marketing shtick. But I just think it's one of those things where... No one cares. <laughs> um, but I don't I, know why they just didn't release it under Dan Electro. Like, I know. What to... if they set up a new brand? That's what's so good about it. I love it. I think it's just, it's very, very funny. I'm, I'm into it. I think we should yeah. get in touch with them. Can yeah, we get them and, uh, and try them out? It's Absolutely. so... Um, so dumb that it's really like really to live, live, live out that a billionaire lifestyle. Yeah, and like you were saying, Matt, if the batteries ran out on my Dan Electro pedal halfway through a gig and it stopped working, I'd probably just unplug it and throw it away <laughs> and then just <laughs> bypass it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's cool. It's a nice, uh, funny thing to look at. They should have done it on um, April Fool's Day, but it wasn't an April Fool's. That would have been uh, that would been good. And um, talking about funny things, shall we talk about the Shula Dean Dual Sonic Stereo Guitar? Not a brand that we've covered before, but um, that something that has something rather interesting about it. Yeah, so um, this is a very, very interesting guitar. So I didn't, I hadn't really heard of Shula Dean before, but it turns out that um, they have been a company uh, there uh, since like 2009, um, which is where uh, he started um, Shula, which is the name of the the geezer involved in the company uh-huh. started off just by whining pickups and then um, just started making guitars only a couple of years ago when he moved to Nashville. So, you know, home of rock and roll, ready to yep. ready to rock it. And um, this guitar, the Dual Sonic, um, is, is got quite, a, uh, quite an interesting little write-up. He starts by saying, this guitar might remind you of a classic offset body, 25 and a half inch scale length, maple neck, Two fat single coils and a large vibrato on the base of the guitar. I wonder which guitar he could be talking Completely. about. I mean, this does, it, it really does just look like a jazz but it, master. It, yeah. it looks gorgeous, though. I love the, it, they've got the extended upper uh, or extended lower extended horn. Lower. Yeah. It, so actually, it looks kind of halfway between a jazz master and an Epiphone coronet. Or yeah, a, yeah. Uh, or a, um, uh, what, uh, this com- that company. The, oh my god the, Supro? No the, uh, the amp company in California Who made that guitar That we really liked yep. Nam. I've completely forgotten Satellite Satellite, Satellite. Sorry, That's yeah. what I meant when I said Supro Yes I yeah. like the sharp edges on it It's really nice What, what it actually reminds me of Is do you, Did you ever see the drawing um, That Kurt Cobain did When he was designing the, the uh, um, Jagmaster Jagstang Jagstang yeah um, It kind of looks like that It's like you can tell that it's a jazz master, but there's something just a little off about yeah. it that makes it look not like a jazz master. So anyway, in terms of um, what actually makes it special is you've got um, so there's there's a uh, mastery uh, mastery bridge, which is one of the the first m- mods that people tend to tend to make when they when they buy a, uh, a jazz master. Um, but the big thing about it is there's actually a lipstick pickup under the bridge. Well, it's like behind the behind bridge, the, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but in between the bridge and the tailpiece. So, yeah. So where you can get those cool, like, sling sort of the noises. What? The sling sort of noises. The what? The please sling that. sort of noises. Yeah, someone please do something another with that. Another sling, another sling, bass. Okay. Please just say it. We won't talk. Just say sling again. No. Do no. it. Sling. There we go. Good. Right. Do whatever you want with that. People who make remixes that. See what you can do with the sling. So um, what's the point of this? To sling. <laughs> <laughs> it says um, it says stereo in the description. Is there a stereo output on the guitar? Yeah, so there's stereo output. Um, you also uh, it comes with an AB box, 
Um, so you can fire off to two amps or you can fire into one amp um, depending on how you want to how you want to play it but yeah very very interesting very weird looking guitar I really do recommend having a look at it um, and they all appear to be uh, built to order so okay. 2700 ish dollars yeah. do we yeah. um, do we know because it looks like there's only one output on the guitar I assume you have to go into the AB to split the signal is that right is there does it come with like a um, yeah f- stereo cable right so, yeah 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 Okay, so you can't- I think the um, I think the best thing is the actual comment that someone left on the review on the Premier Guitar website when I was reading about it earlier. They're saying that this is a useless idea, and what they should have done is played the strings through one one to six through two amps, so you could get true stereo um, <laughs> signal. So you'd get some really interesting splayed effects when you when playing a solo. And then they've said, when you write an instrument review, do you need an expert? And then someone's just gone. It's a press release. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, very good. Yeah, they. Um, so I understand what they're doing now. Basically, you can split the pickups. Um, it's, it's just you come out of the guitar in stereo with the stereo yeah. cable into the AB, and then, and you then can that split, that split off into either two, way. Yeah. So I assume if you just plug a mono cable in, it just works like a normal guitar. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Nice to see a new brand come up on the radar. And uh, yeah, I thought I'd pick that out. I mean, mainly because of that pickup behind the bridge. Yeah, very interesting. Very cool sounding. Indeed, indeed. Matt Knight, do you want to um, just finish off the news this week by telling us about the new Jam Lucy Dreamer? Yeah, um, so Jam Pedals, um, I think 10 years this year. I remember when I bought the first, some of the first ones at GAC many moons ago, and they're great pedals, all built in um, Greece, all hand-painted, really, really nice, range of different delays, overdrives. Um, and this one is an overdrive boost, but with a ton of different features, um, which I think make it kind of really unique. So standard, um, I would say like three tone or three control overdrive, level tone and gain. But then you've also got a boost. And then on top of that, you've also got a mix control. So you can mix the amount of clean signal with the amount of overdriven signal, which can then also be pre or, and then the boost can also be pre or post drive, but you can then also control the mix with an expression pedal. Okay. So you can actually blend in the amount of overdrive from the expression pedal, but you can also then control the boost with an expression pedal. Um, and using the trim pot inside, you can actually set where you want the minimum volume to be. So you can actually use that as a really nice buffered volume pedal and then use the pedal itself as an overdrive, and then you can add in more boost as and when you want it, basically. Um, so I thought it was a really cool way to kind of do something different with an overdrive and a boost. Yeah, and, and jam pedals kind of always have had kind of like little quirks about them, haven't they? They're um, like you say that you know they're handmade and they've they've got um, some just some interesting features, and this looks like another one in that in that line. Yeah, yeah, I think it, I think I, there's a couple of other pedals I've seen recently that have been like volume pedals or boost pedals with an expression control. I think a mo- um, Moog did one. I think their overdrive had the frequency control, but then their boost also had the expression input. So you can use it as a really nice volume pedal. So it takes your sound much cleaner, much louder. Um, but it also means that if you push the pedal all the way forward, you can set your amp up at its possible loudest and then just dial it back for your clean sound, then push it forward for the boost. So you've got that kind of always, you know, fully controllable volume control, you know, volume rather than just using your guitar. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, good to see Jam still uh, still rocking and, and bringing out some very, very unique stuff. I love how still consistently lo-fi their finishes are on, on Jam pedals. They've never never lost that. No, they're, this, it just looks hand-drawn, doesn't it? I'm very much into it. So, yeah, super, super cool. Um, before, we, uh, before we close out, shall we do a few... Questions! Very good, very good. Matty, Thanks. do you want to pick something from this list? It's going to be your last pod for at least a few weeks. Um, why don't you have a look through this list and see what you uh, see what you fancy? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Actually, I read the very first question, um, and while it might be pretty lame, I actually thought, did make me think about when I first started playing guitar, and that was uh, Robin's question about string care. Okay, so, um, so Robin says, um, string care, right? Does anyone bother with that fast fret or Jim Dunlop uh, 65 snake oil or just a wipe down? So what were you thinking about it, Matty? Well, because when we did um, 
Rabeer's workshop on Saturday, before he started, he was using fast fret. And I was like, I remember buying a guitar and someone at the store going, well, you need, you've got to buy fast fret. And I was like, yeah, sure. Just, you know, put it on every time you play. And I was like, this makes my guitar feel worse. Yeah. And I think because I've always never been like, I've never had like acidic sweat. I can go months without changing strings and they still like feel bright. And even when I change them, I'm like, oh, they're not that, that dirty. So I've never, ever felt the need for, for doing it unless I've just kind of like wiped the strings down occasionally. But there is like so much stuff out there. But I could never really recommend it when I worked in a store because I was like, I, don't, I could never, ever personally see the benefit of it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's something that I've never done either because I don't think that I've got particularly acidic sweat. Like, even, like, touring and stuff like that, after a gig, I never bothered to wipe my strings down, which mm. seems really bad, but I could always get away with doing, you know, 10 gigs on the same set of strings back-to-back, back, like, and it wouldn't ever bother me. I yeah, mean, bass strings are a little different, I guess, but... I, I, when playing live on guitar, I would tend to just change... I'd do a, either a gig and two practices or a practice and two gigs and then just change my strings just because they'll... I was more likely to break than anything. I personally, I never really got on with it. Um, I don't think it's snake oil. I think that people do get a lot of benefit out of it, and you've just got to find the right thing. Yeah. I also think that there are um, just better. Maybe not better is not the right word, but if what you want to do is um, try and make your strings last longer. I think you, there are strings out there that do a great job of that. You know, yeah. the um, the Daddario MYXLs. Um, I've never personally gone with the coated elixirs, but I know people swear by them. Yeah. Um, I really like the Ernie Ball coated strings. I thought they were really nice. And the Cobalts as well were just a little bit stronger. The paradigms. I just, yeah, I, I just think that there are some... there. The, the, the tech has kind of gone in a slightly different way. Um, so for me, it's it's never been anything I've been that that bothered about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, well, Joe, do you want to share any insight? Do you do, you do I anything? I, no, I kind of share the thing. I do. I do absolutely nothing. I've never have. Um, I mean, that's. But what about the strings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I've never never used anything like that, and never really struggled. Again, I get an extremely long time. Like I probably change my my bass strings every six or seven months, maybe sort yeah. of longer. When you find the uh, the kit. <laughs> yeah. when when yeah. you're like when you decide oh, I'll put the, I'll put this this somewhere safe and then you for, and then you can't change your strings yeah yeah exactly exactly I that. actually think that the the biggest thing is actually cleaning the fretboard when you do change the strings because yeah. the, yeah. the fretboard is what like holds all the like horrible muck and grime and actually dulls your sound more definitely over time because if you don't do it then it's much harder to kind of get back to how it was so I actually m- make sure I clean the fretboard and the frets every time but strings I've, I've just never bothered with when um when I used to play in like a super fast punk band uh, I used to you. put T-coil on the back of the neck <laughs> what's wrong with you so that so that I could slide around quicker because punk. I was playing a 51 one of the Japanese 51 P bass at the time and they had a lacquered neck so it was really sticky yeah, that's a bit of a weird thing. To put yeah, on it. it was pretty weird. It eventually ate into sort of. The oh, back I bet of the it did. Like really, I bet it did. Really <laughs> fudged the guitar. Just a quick one, Matty, on the um, cleaning the neck. Did you ever? Were you still work? Well, were you working in guitar shops at a time when you could get a product called Boogie Juice? No. It was basically no. lemon oil, but in essentially like a marker pen format. So it had you just like drew on the fretboard, and it like. Um, thingy uh, lem oil came out of the end of the pen basically and you just like drew over the frets and then you wiped it off yeah it was quite a cool product i don't know whatever happened to that i mean there's always the classic story of um i can't remember where i heard it or or, or whether it is just like one of those things that everyone has the same story that someone ended up putting lem oil someone's parents put lem oil on pancakes because yes. they were like cooking around their house and they're like oh yeah, I'll put that on there. It's like, yeah, don't don't eat lemon oil. Just uh, on on that note, we're talking on the Patreon this week about weird things people have bought in, said or done in our times working in guitar shops. I so, think this uh, was also Robin, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think maybe Robin also did suggest this. So yeah, we put that out to the Patreon or to the Facebook group this week. What we were going to do on Patreon, and that's the topic. So um, yeah, do stick around for that. But Matt, do you want to pick one more question? We've got um, we've got about ten minutes, so maybe let's do one or two more questions. <laughs> How about the one what, from Oystein about uh, ACDC oh, what, sounds? Why are we picking that one? I was reading through and I was like, I don't know why that question I just follow the name Oystein. I was actually, the, the one I was reading before that was uh, was Paul about the 5150 through the Tube Meister. Okay, let's do that. And I kind, I kind of had an interesting 
thought on it. But okay. I'll let you read the question. Okay, so Paul says, anyone know why my EVH5150 overdrive sounds so artificial and fuzzy through my Hughes & Kettner TubeMeister 18? Well, through the warm, clean channel on my Blackstar uh, Series 1, it sounds like a 5150 amp. What do you think, Matt? Um, I When I had a Hughes & Kettner, I personally thought, and it might just be me, that they'd never, ever seem to take pedals very well. Yep. I under, as someone who owns a TubeMeister, I kind of feel that. Um, Which is very um, I, surprising because of how crystal clean they yeah, are. But they're not crystal clean in that way. And again, owning one... They're brittle. They are brittle, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think the input basically just like... Someone uh, I work with kind of explained it in like an engineer's point of view once about how input gain loading into an amplifier depending on its like gain structure it effectively like collapses the signal and it becomes like mush and that's why some amps like spiders don't take pedals very well and that's why all the gains built into the to the amps so it's like the same thing i found with the hughes and kettner is that if you put like a big muff into it it just sounded terrible but into some other amps that have got maybe a slightly better preamp it sounded way better and i always thought the hughes and kettner sounded better if you use the effects loop delay and use some delays and reverbs and the drive on it was okay but like you say the amps themselves are like they're almost beyond clean they're so bright and so sharp yeah they yeah they, they almost become brittle especially if using like a strat which you might be using something strat-esque if you're going for a 5150 overdrive if you're going for a van halen thing um but yeah i must admit i just never thought they took pedals drive pedals as well as some other amps yeah, I think um, in the next few months I'm going to try and move mine on. I want something small, um, but I can plug a couple of pedals into. I'm going to move it all into the living room and uh, slim down the pedal board. I'm going through a, a guitar revolution, basically, and I'm in the same um, place as uh, Paul, who sent the question in, in that I think it's time for the Hughes and Kettner to go. So mm-hmm. maybe just keep putting it through the Black Star, I guess. Yeah, like if you not want... everything sounds good through everything else. Yeah, it's all about kind of matching these um, these things up. Um, let's do... Um, well, in fact, Matt, do you want to just choose another one? Uh, let's go with... Uh, someone's put, anyone relying on a holy grail for basic reverb work, what do you get the most out of it? I believe that's it Tad may... who's submitted that question. Tad or Thad? Maybe Thad, but I think it's probably Thad. Tad. Um, yeah, which I thought was a cool question because actually I remember having a Holy Grail. In fact, I've had all three of that Electro Harmonic series and they were all very excellent. What were the three? The Holy, Holy Grail, Grail, the Holier Grail, Holiest Grail. I thought there was the Holy Grail Plus and the that Holy came later. Grail. That, there was another one that was Neo. Plus. No, no. There is a Neo, Holy yeah. Grail Neo. Yeah, yeah, so in your experience, Matt, what's, what's the Holy Grail good for? Like the original one? It's just excellent if you want super splashy vintage reverb or maybe something a little bit, bit weird with the flurb, but generally the spring sound on it still to this day is amazing. And someone who still lives by that pedal is um, part-time podcaster Dan Grace. Oh, uh, yeah, he loves a bit of uh, Holy Grail. Yeah. And I don't know if he's still got one on his... No, he, he, might replaced it when he, he replaced it when he got a flint. Uh, well, we that's fair enough. I think... Then again, the, uh, maybe the not a flint, maybe a Capistan. I honestly think Maybe. that unless you can get up to Strymon level, and we've talked about how good we think the Flint is, don't go for anything more than a Holy Grail. The Holy Grail yeah. sound absolutely fantastic. Even the modern ones sound yeah. really, really good. If you I just thought the, the Hall of Fame sort of trumped them a little bit. What, Hall of Fame? I, I agree. I, 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 tell you, I, I like TC. I would never sort of. I still haven't tried. I still haven't tried the. Um, the, the one the, the new one with, with the, the mash control it looks fantastic I've watched a bunch of videos I just haven't had a chance to get into a shop and try one I really want I really want to have a go on one of them they look fantastic mm. yeah I just I just value for me though, at the, the holy go on, Matty just the holy grail it's just like it's one of those pedals you're like I need a spring sound and I know it's gonna sound and yeah, it just it, it just sound works good. sounds great you never have to turn it off how much is the holy grail at the moment probably about 50 yes. quid no, I guess like so it's probably, it's probably not a lot of but the I was TC ones are great but when you've got loads of diff- it's with any like any pedals I've got if you've got loads of different sounds you always find one that you tend to stick to and then you're like oh, I'm not using any of the other features on it yeah. and then you can't really get that with the Holy Grail because there isn't really any yeah, you, just, you just put it on it sounds really yeah. really which good is, which is why I went for the Hall of Fame Mini because not only do you not have any other sounds on it you only have one control yeah 
but then again you're tempted to be like oh maybe I'll just plug it in for the app and then I'll like select all the different <laughs> with the holy grail it's literally right the sound on there that's really good is the spring yeah. leave that on job done yeah I, I guess think so. it's, I think yeah. it's quite funny how um, the whole of the, the holy grail sorry kind of Kind of got overshadowed when they released the cathedral. Yeah, because that, that I don't I don't like the cathedral. I, I know much. you've never liked it, and I didn't really understand it. I why think the reason you like it, but I tell you why he didn't like it. He didn't like it because it got popular with loads of grungy indie kids who Mark <laughs> didn't want to deal with in the shop. Right. That's the only reason that he Hello doesn't there. like that. Pedal. I was just wondering, could I try that cathedral reverb? I mean, in fairness, you could always tell when someone was going to ask you if uh, if if they could try a cathedral reverb you could always tell always okay <laughs> because uh, okay. they they were wearing they probably had brown trousers on and long hair and uh were wearing one of their dad's shirts but they were probably 17 yeah right. um and apologies say, to anyone who's got a cathedral i i really like the pedal but that that did describe the majority of the people who bought them yeah no, or at least tried them it's all about the holy grail and if you like matt was i think about to say if you can find one of the original ones in the big metal box that is the best yeah. sounding one that is the best one yeah 100 percent. you just got to find um, them right they are going power for about 50 or 60 quid second hand oh there we go wow. yeah, yeah you just got to find a slightly dodgy power supply because they're on a pin rather than uh, oh yeah, yeah of course yeah a normal one so so there we go we're up at about time and we kind of almost veered into our patreon topic there where we're going to the ins and outs of the the funniest stuff that has been said or bought into uh, guitar shops in our in our time of working there. I've got a very very good story about a uh, Cobra guitar strap that I want to share, um, and I'm sure you boys have got similar anecdotes that you want to bring to the uh, the podcast. I've got a great one actually um, about. Don't share it this, now. This geezer who came and applied for a job, and he I looked at his CV and he was. He works at a kitchen fitters and yeah, he wants to come um, and work at a guitar shop. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. We'll talk about that absolute knob at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at length, I'd imagine, <laughs> Joe Branton. Um, if you want to hear that, do, do go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early. $5 a month gets you an extra half an hour every week, much like the one we're going to do this week. Um, plus, it also gets you access to some exclusive interviews uh, and also access to the series Joe Branton's Ranton, where Joe talks about the things he hates. Plus, all the stuff that's upcoming that we have talked about in this podcast. We promise there's more and more stuff coming on Patreon. Matt's tour diary. If you want to keep up with Matt's uh, kind of toing and froing around Hamamatsu in Tokyo, um, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds is the place to find it. If you back us at the $10 and above level, you'll get your name read out like this. Your mouth was the most mad I've ever seen. It was, it was difficult like, to do this. McGravitt, Colin Anderson. Yeah, I mean, that's not good radio. <laughs> no, it's very, very odd. Um, if you've enjoyed the podcast, do follow us on Twitter, at Guitar Nerds, Instagram, at Guitar Nerds. Also, do go to the Facebook group where you can join in with all the fun every week, other uh, Guitar Nerds listeners. Plus, you know, we occasionally do things like throw the podcast, the Patreon topic out to Facebook. Um, and we are, you know, you take your questions and we do loads of fun stuff. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum um and you can go to youtube youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos although i found out the other day if you just go to youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds they've given us our own custom domain on there oh, so nice. yeah, yeah apparently so um yeah you can uh, you can go there and you'll find all the new stuff joe and matt obviously doing um the guitar nerd show where yep. they talk about different pedals uh at once every other week mm-hmm. uh, and we do a top 10 list like i said um and there's you know we walked around the boss exhibition that's on there as well yep. loads of fun stuff joe's yeah. private lounge yep. is coming soon that is uh, that's the, uh, the pay-per-view upcoming uh, content that we didn't talk about that's why joe's so heavily invested in the leopard print um st vincent <laughs> is because the rest of his lounge is in fact leopard print and it's going to sit in the background somewhere um 
just before we go, Matty, um, I think we're going to miss you, buddy. Three three months of not seeing oh. you consistently every week. I'm sure the listeners will feel the same as well. Although if they're Patreon listeners, they'll probably hear from you at least once every couple of weeks. And regular listeners will hear you occasionally on the pod. But um, yeah, feels like you know we're, we're saying bye for a bit. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be strange. But I'm sure we'll, the WhatsApp group, the internal Guitar Nerds WhatsApp group will be full of hilarious things that I will see and find to do in Japan. Um, Thank God that group is uh, internal. It's, uh, yeah, wouldn't want the yeah, listeners to Yeah, don't want to open that, that one up to the Patreon. Um, no. And then... Uh, <laughs> or maybe we do. Like, maybe that's where the money do, is. Yeah. £150 a month and you can sign up to the Tarnard's <laughs> WhatsApp group. Yeah, what would it cost um, us to get a lawyer for, uh, for yeah. a month? And then I guess, yeah, I'll speak to you. Well, I'm sure I'll speak to you guys a lot, but podcast maybe a couple of times a month, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, find time. That yeah. sounds um, that sounds really, really good. Thanks for um, thanks for listening this week. Like I said, the next few weeks is going to be a bit weird. Uh, I think next week in particular because none of us are here. Basically, so we're going to have to. Well, you're here. I'm I'm always here. How many have I missed in four years? Three episodes? Four yeah. episodes? Yeah. I'm always. What about here. when you quit? Oh yeah, but then that doesn't count after that. That was rubbish. Forget we had about to bring that. you back. Yeah, exactly. We pay you double. Resurrect me from the dead. Um, so yeah, next week, who knows what's going to happen? Um, but do keep listening, because I'm sure it will be. Uh, we'll find a fun way of getting around the fact that none of us are here to do a podcast. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Thanks very much, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Cheers, gang. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.